0: Jaguars drive time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shogan, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars drive time
1: starts right now. Are you giving them any content? I am now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what everybody else said, because James ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> On cue, they give it to James Robinson. 45 of Cleveland, broke a tackle. 40, 35,
3: 30. Knocked out of bounds. They gave it to James Robinson, and he ran it all the way down to the 24 of the Cleveland Browns. Inside hand off to Robinson, tries to move the pile. I think he did. He's still moving the pile.
1: That's a touchdown. There is that man who's on pace to hit 1,000 yards this season, 890 so far. An incredible accomplishment for undrafted rookie James Robinson. You can check out all the mic'd up features always on Jaguars.com. Welcome in Jags drive time Thursday morning, getting ready for a game here in Jacksonville on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings as we welcome in Vikings team reporter Eric Smith. Eric, thanks so much for waking up early with us.
2: Hey, good morning, Ashlyn. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. So, Eric, let's dive into this Vikings team starting out one and five this season and now in playoff conversation on a winning streak. What changed for the Minnesota Vikings? That is this quick switch of now starting from one and five to being in the thick of things.
2: Yeah, it's been a weird year. It's been a roller coaster. Maybe that's kind of on par for how 2020 has gone for all of us. (laughs) Um, Like you said, the Vikings started one and five, and it was not a good start. There were turnovers, the defense really struggled early on, and they lost to the winless Falcons at home in week six to go to one and five, just before the bye in week seven. So the message from Coach Mike Zimmer at the bye was, hey, let's get back to who we are, let's get back to being a hard, you know, uh, a a physical, hard-nosed, you know, tough team, and let's, let's go out and win some games. And the team did that. They went out, they won three division games in a row in Green Bay against Detroit and in Chicago and that kind of got the sales going a little bit in the right direction so now here we are we're entering week 13 uh, the Vikings sit at five and six with five games to go and it's going to be a sprint to the playoffs. it's going to be a wild ride and and who knows what will happen given what has happened so far in 2020.
3: All right Eric um, first of all uh, Ashlyn is a South Florida girl and yesterday we had temperatures in the <laughs> mid 40s and she was cold Would you please tell her what cold is by Minnesota standards?
2: Cold is, by Minnesota standards, uh, my first week on the job here, um, back at the end of the 2015 season, we hosted Seattle in that playoff game. And that was an outdoor playoff game because our new stadium was not built yet. So we played at the University of Minnesota. I had been in Minnesota for, I think, a week. And the wind chill at that game was minus 25. It was so cold that my phone wouldn't oh, no. turn on before the game. So I was trying to tweet, you know, I was hot, you know, this is new on the job, trying to, you know, post some cool stuff. Couldn't do it because it was too cold. Oh,
3: and Ashlyn, no. Jesus, I know you're listening. Okay. So let's just do the math that minus 25, that means that yesterday was only 70 degrees warmer, 70 degrees warmer than that day. So we just <laughs> need to establish the standard. Thankfully, the Jaguars are playing indoors on Sunday in Minneapolis. Eric, the way I look at this team, it it appears that there's been two seasons for Kirk Cousins as well. Early on, he wasn't playing up to that $30 million a year standard. But over the last five or six weeks, as you guys have been winning, it sure seems Kirk Cousins is the difference.
2: Yeah, he's really played well, and it's kind of uh, timely that we're talking about him right now because about 40 minutes ago, he was announced as the NFC Offensive Player of the Week for his performance against Carolina. He played great in that game, Uh, 307 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and obviously helped the Vikings uh, to a game-winning drive there over the Panthers. But you are right. It has kind of been a tale of two seasons for him. And, you know, when the Vikings started 1-5, and Kirk kind of struggled. And, you know, he had a lot of interceptions. Some of them were his fault. Some of them were not. But when we went to the bye, he had 12 turnovers that were on him. And since the bye, in the last five weeks, he has one interception. Now, he has a couple fumbles, but that's kind of some fluky stuff there. But in that one interception he had against the Bears hit off Adam Thielen's hand. So he's done a good job of taking care of the ball when he throws it. And as the tail of two halves have gone for Kirk, it's kind of gone for the team. With a one-in-five start, like I said, Kirk struggled. But... In the last five games, all in November, Kirk has been red hot, and the Vikings have won four or five of those games, and Kirk, I think, has a pass rating of over 100 in each of of those five games.
4: Eric, this team has been really good a lot since you've been there. In the last month, is it playing like what Mike Zimmer would call a Vikings team? I mean, is this up to their standard right now?
2: Yeah, I would say so. And, you know, the one person we haven't talked about so far is Dalvin Cook. And, you know, like I said earlier, Coach Zimmer wants this team to be a tough team, a physical team, and that includes running the ball. And that obviously starts with Dalvin Cook. He is the focal point of the Vikings offense for even as well as Kirk Cousins have played, you know, in, in the last month. Dalvin Cook is still the focal point. And I think teams know that because they're really starting to key in on him, especially in the last few games. But yeah, Coach Zimmer wants the Vikings to run the ball and then hit play action shots down the field. And offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak kind of fits that mold really well. And, you know, he's had a lot of success in his career, especially back in the 90s with the Broncos winning Super Bowls with Terrell Davis running the ball. And it kind of plays right into what the Vikings want to do. They want to run the ball, uh, hit shots on third down, and then play good defense.
3: Eric, I have a two-part question for you. Uh, why did you trade Unique Ngakwe to, to, to the Baltimore Ravens, and do you wish you had him back? I mean, it, it appears that the pass rush that the Vikings have been known for in recent years is not as, um, as present right now for your defense. And do you think there's a little bit of regret that you let a pass rusher go?
2: Yeah, you know, I think that the better question for Viking GM Rick Spielman. You know, I'm, they, they don't pay me to... Well, oh, I'm sure it they, is,
3: but I'm asking. We, I, I don't have him. I only have you.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know, the Vikings obviously made that trade for Ngakwe in trading camp, and that's when things were still murky with uh, Daniel Hunter. You know, we now know he's out for the season. At the time, they were trying to figure out what was going on with him. Um, but yeah, um, I what was it probably five, six weeks ago now, the the team traded Ngakwe uh, to Baltimore, and you're right. It's not the same pass rush that we've seen in, in recent years, and obviously having to kneel out has been a big part of that. You know, that's He's had 14 and a half sacks each of the last two seasons. Everson Griffin is no longer on the team, so that's a big piece missing as well. Essentially, the whole Vikings defensive line has kind of been revamped a little bit, and it's just a bunch of young guys, honestly, who are just trying to, to make their way in the NFL. Um, the Vikings did sign Michael Pierce in the offseason from Baltimore, and he was expected to be a, a run-stuffing defensive tackle, but he opted out in the offseason because of covid so it's been it's been a wild ride for that unit. It's kind of been a wild ride for the entire team, like I said. But you know, they're all they can do is just keep going. You know, and and they had some moments against Carolina that were good. They had some moments that were bad, and it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be a wild ride in the final five games, and every unit is gonna have to step up when called upon.
1: All right, Eric, we got one more for you. So Vikings backed up against the wall, really want to get into the playoffs and play well on Sunday. We spoke yesterday about the Jaguars side of things. So what have the Vikings said about this Jaguars team coming in? there? obviously on a losing streak, but what have they said about their opponent?
2: Yeah, uh, Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer talked about Jacksonville yesterday. He's like, we're going to have to play well to win. And that's a reflection on Jacksonville as you, as you and I talked about, they've had some close games the last few weeks where they've only lost by a handful of points. But on the flip side of that, the Vikings haven't been super consistent either in 2020, you know, one in five starts and then win four or five, so they've kind of been up and down too. They can't afford to take anyone lightly, especially if they want to make a run for the playoffs. And, you know, they have Jacksonville this week and then they have four games left all against NFC teams, uh, two in the division against Detroit and Chicago. The other two are in New Orleans and in Tampa Bay, which are very tough teams this year. So if the Vikings do want to get into the playoffs, and if they do, they have to win this game. And Kirk Cousins essentially said it yesterday. He's like, we have no margin for error. If we want to make it, we have to win this game. So we'll see what happens Sunday. But, you know, it, the, the, the pressure is on the Vikings. But you could, you could say the pressure has been on them the last you know month or so, and, and they have really responded well.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be an exciting game Sunday in Minnesota. Eric, do not believe what Brian says. I was tough yesterday in the frigid cold of Jacksonville, and I have made it, and I'm prepared. Eric, thanks so much for joining us here on Jags Drive Time. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me, guys. Have a good day.
1: You too. When we come back on Jags Drive Time, some big things here on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: without notice. Equal housing opportunity. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation.
2: I just, you know, I just think that he's, you know, he's, um, you know, he's been there, he has experience, he showed that, you know, he can protect the football, he showed that he can, you know, make, you know, throws, take shots, um, you know, have some accuracy, um, you know, so uh, I thought he, I thought he played he played well, and I think that, you know, he's, he's been practicing well, and he went in there and played well, and like I told him, I said, hey, you know, we, we expect you to, to play better this week.
1: Doug Marone announcing quarterback Mike Glennon, the starter against the Minnesota Vikings. We will talk much more about that in Big Things, but first, Fair & Fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair & Fair protecting you and your family since 1979. Back on Jags Drive Time, Thursday morning, brought to you by the Fields Auto Group. As we get right into big things, and we just mentioned it, big thing one is It Is Mike. Glennon, the starter against the Minnesota Vikings. And here's the interesting thing. Gardner Minshew is healthy. Doug Marone said that his thumb is 110%, according to trainers. But as of right now, they believe Mike Glennon gives them the best chance to win. So we're gonna see what goes on the rest of the season. Will it be Mike Glennon? Can he secure the job the rest of the year? Will Gardner Minshew sneak his way back in there? But overall, do not forget about the Mustache Man. Gardner hasn't gotten first-team reps in about four or five weeks or what have you, so uh, it's it's nice to have some stability at the position. We worked with Mike last week. We thought he did a good enough job uh, to possibly win that game. We came up a little bit short, but we want to see how he progresses in game two and possibly game three. Uh, that'll be up to Coach Marone, but uh, to change quarterbacks every week uh, is not easy for any of the quarterbacks, and I don't think anybody's giving up on Gardner at all. Uh, I think this is just a matter of Uh, watching Mike after his first game in three and a half years how well he did uh, considering that Um, let's see what he does in game two against a very good Minnesota Viking defense. You just heard Jay Gruden mention the Minnesota Vikings we just spoke to Vikings team reporter Eric Smith and he talked about this guy quarterback Kirk Cousins he has been the reason a big reason that the Vikings have turned the season around heavy running team with Dalvin Cook But even if the defense figures that run game out, you have to worry about this guy in the passing attack. They have a two-dimensional offense at times with a ton of offensive weapons, and it all goes under Kirk Cousins. Big thing three, playoff intensity. This will help the Jaguars, we think. Even though it'll be an empty stadium in Minnesota and going in there with a 10-game losing streak, the Vikings have their backs against the wall, pushing for a playoff spot. They're going to be intense. It's going to be a lot of emotion on the field. And we think the Jaguars can play off that. And this is almost a good thing for the Jaguars to go into a really animated game. And definitely would be a huge upset if the Jaguars can get it done. And those are big things. And we go back to big thing one. And, John, I go to you. Mike Glennon, the quarterback against the Minnesota Vikings, was definitely a toss-up. Coach Mroom kind of hinted last week if Minshew's healthy. Maybe we go that direction, but he's sticking with the guy who played pretty well last week.
4: Yeah, I think it was a toss-up to people outside. I don't think for the coaching staff it was very much of a toss-up. Uh, and I think the key is, if you listen to Doug and you listen to Jay this week, they both mentioned taking the shots downfield. You know, Minshew wasn't doing that. We all talked about his arm strength. The fact that the offense in the last few weeks when him, the quarterback, felt constricted. I think Glennon threw the ball downfield, if you think about the pass to Colin Johnson. My guess is that stood out to the coaching staff as what they weren't really getting in terms of being able to make that throw 25 yards downfield to the sidelines with some velocity. I think that had a lot to do with it. And I think Jay Gruden's comments made sense. They've switched quarterbacks so much. Let's go with two in a row with a veteran who knows how to get the team in and out of the huddle. I guess the final thought on this is five games left. There's not a huge difference between any of them. Stick with the guy who's in there at this point.
1: Yeah, Brian, it's going to be interesting if he plays well again. Sorry, go ahead,
3: Brian. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I'm going where you're going. I, my thought was this. It was very telling to me when Marone said, yeah, he's healthy. We're, we're going with Glennon. And you got the sense that they were about ready to make a change before the injury, right, after the game in Los Angeles. And people can look at the numbers and say, look at his, look at his stats. And It's not that. He, had, he was holding the ball. He was missing receivers. He was taking sacks. Um, he was not playing well. And the Jaguars had decided at that point, he's not the guy. Let's see what we've got in these other two guys. And fortunately for Marone, fortunately by the way I see it, He's got a veteran quarterback who played pretty well last week, who he can legitimately say gives them the best chance to win. So it should be easy for them to stick with Glennon, you know, unless he goes out and throws four interceptions, but I just don't see that happening against the Vikings. I think he's a solid player, he makes good decisions, he'll keep him steady. And as I've been beating this drum for the last couple of weeks, he's the guy who gives every young player on the roster on both sides of the ball the best chance to play well and get better before the season ends. As opposed to a train wreck every Sunday with turnovers and bad situations, Glennon gives them a chance to play a consistent game.
1: Yes, consistent is a great word there because it has been a bit of a roller coaster, some ups and downs, especially I go back to Jake Luton's first game and we were singing his praises, saying what a great game he played and came the downs and consistency would be a great thing at the quarterback position. Brian, let's go to a Big Thing 3, because it's an interesting point that you made about that playoff intensity. And you look at this game, and you're thinking, ugh, oh, the Vikings have something to play for. You know, Jaguars' 10-game losing streak. It doesn't match up, but with the effort this Jaguars team has shown and how hungry they are for a win, this, this might be the best thing for them as an amped-up team they're playing against.
3: Well, it absolutely is. Look, if you saw any of the Steelers-Ravens game yesterday— you saw what playoff intensity does. A team that was decimated by COVID-19 and was playing with Robert Griffin III and without key players all over the, the, uh, the roster, man, they played well in an empty stadium where there was no energy. Imagine if the Jaguars were going to Detroit this week. You have two teams, both of whom have already fired their general manager, one that's fired the coach, and you're playing in an empty stadium. I mean, just it would have been awful. But here you've got a young team that needs to learn how to play games in December. It's different in December for folks who don't know. That's when the playoff teams separate themselves. And the Jaguars are going into a very challenging situation on Sunday afternoon in Minnesota. Good. They need to be challenged. They need a little help in getting that intensity kicked up. They've got it on Sunday.
1: They absolutely do. And, John, this is kind of a prime example of where you want to be is the Vikings. Yes, they went through some adversity. but. They're in the conversation. They're on the graphic, like we always say, and that's exactly where you want this Jaguars team to get to is at least be in the realm where you're being talked about.
4: Yeah, the Vikings have, I guess, sort of quietly been a very good franchise for five or six years, really since Zimmer got there. He's given stability. I don't think Cousins is an elite quarterback, but he is good enough to keep them in the conversation right now. When they got down one and five, You sort of thought, okay, what's going to happen to this team with the future? What's it going to look like in terms of Zimmer going forward? And credit to them. They got to a little bit of a softer part in their schedule. They haven't necessarily played great, they've squeezed out games. They barely beat Carolina last week, but they've gotten back in it. They narrowly lost to Dallas, or else they would be six and five very much in the playoff spot. So I think, you know, I'm not sure I buy into what you guys are selling in terms of this being good for the Jaguars. I think the fact that Minnesota needs this, you're on the road, the Jaguars have fought for three of the last four weeks really hard. This smells like one to me that's going to be really tough for the Jaguars to hang in there. But I hope that you guys are right.
1: <laughs> we hope so it's too, just, John. We this come is back- a young
3: team that doesn't know any better. And if you've ever competed at any level, and I know that you have, when you compete, You rise to the level of the team across from you other than getting embarrassed. Is Dalvin Cook going to have a big day? Yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to have a big day. This team will play up instead of having to fight to get some energy from it. It's a benefit to go on the road and play a playoff team for a team that, I'm not saying they're winning, but a team that needs a little bit of extra boost to get the energy level up. It's tough in December when you're not winning and you're not in it and you're not relevant.
4: My life has been a series of blowouts.
1: What that own mean? it, John. I've
4: never competed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there you have it. There's your wisdom on this Thursday morning when we come back. Some top tweets here on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health changing healthcare for good.
5: You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval insured by NCUA.
3: Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission, we're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve.
0: Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next grill, everyone's invited and at Deco, visit adecousa.com.
1: Welcome back Jags Drive Time, brought to you by the Fields Auto Group on this Thursday morning, and let's get into some Top Tweets. Top Tweets, Top Tweets,
0: Top Tweets, Top Tweets.
1: Top Tweets. Alrighty, here's something interesting to start top tweets. Let's go to the Jacksonville Iceman account hockey team here in Jacksonville. Miles Jack, new co-owner of the Jacksonville Iceman, along with Tim Tebow and Reggie Hayward. Miles Jack said he, growing up, he was part of a progressive sports program, but always from was from the player angle of that. And Brian, now I'm picturing Miles Jack in a, a business suit, in a briefcase, going to owner's meetings good for miles don't, this could be a really don't good get carried thing away
3: for him. yeah don't but get don't carried finish. away this is a promotional thing as much as anything but i do think it's good for uh athletes to have the opportunity to learn and so hopefully he and i look you know reggie hayward we both know him uh, he's a very bright man and wants to be engaged in yes. business here in jacksonville his adopted hometown grew up in chicago Um, I think it's great. It's good for for the Icemen. It's good for uh, professional sports. It's good for the Jaguars and Tim Tebow and and athletes that they get involved in this sort of thing. Um, They can learn a lot if they want to, right? It's not just going to games and hobnobbing with fans, though you know that the Icemen, I hope that that happens because that will increase their attendance. It's a good opportunity for these guys, all three of them, to improve themselves. And um, that's something that we all want to do is be better.
1: Indeed, and Miles Jack signing that long-term contract here in Jacksville and getting his roots here in the city even more so. All right, John, here's something interesting for you. Doug Marone and Jay Gruden met the media yesterday, and we go to one of the beat writers for the Jaguars, John Shipley, who tweets out what something we all heard and definitely perked our eyes about was LaVisca Chenault being the emergency quarterback for the Jaguars. We all saw the situation last week. In Denver, because of COVID, they did not have a quarterback to play and went with a wide receiver. Obviously, John Jay Gruden said this would not be best-case scenario and definitely could not turn out well, but I'm not going to lie, I would definitely watch the game and definitely not turn away if this was the case that LaVisca Chennault was playing quarterback.
4: Yeah, you might turn away after a few series, Chelan, because... I think Jay Gruden said it best. And Ship uh, asked the question, how confident would you feel? Or, or I forget who asked the question. But it was, how confident would you feel if you went with LaVisca Chenault? And he said, not very. Yeah, You don't pretty want, fair. You know, it, uh... Obviously, you don't want your wife to see her playing court. Usually, an emergency situation is when, when three other guys get hurt or two other guys get hurt, and you're playing it out for the last series of the game knowing that you're going to lose. So. Uh, hopefully we never have to see this
1: yes it would definitely be interesting and we talked about what an interesting game it was yesterday having a football game on wednesday afternoon not a lot of people in america got work done because of that but my gosh was it a sloppy game at first and ian Rappaport tweeted that out uh brian i think i can get used to some midday football um i don't think we'll see that more so than this season but it was different to
3: say the least I don't want to get used to it for the reason that you just said if we're getting used to it, it it means that we're dealing with this in 2021 um if we if we have to see a little bit more of it this year I mean I guess that's just the price of working your way through this and, and working to get every game in as the commissioner said uh at halftime yesterday but no please I mean let's I, let, let's go back to Sundays and Mondays for all I care
1: Yes, and the occasional Thursday night, and we're good with that. And that is top tweets when we come back. Some closing thoughts here on Jags Drive Time.
5: You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: to change without notice, equal housing opportunity.
1: Oi bonjour, ciao,
0: Dobry den, How can we
4: If you have an accident, the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier. That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients. So no matter what language you speak, we'll fight for your voice. Farah and Farah, here for you. نحن للكل. pour vous
1: aquí para todos.
4: Here for all, Jacksonville.
1: Back on Jags Drive time for a few short minutes on this Thursday morning. Thanks so much to Vikings team reporter Eric Smith for joining the show and giving us a deeper dive on that Vikings team at the Jaguars will be playing on Sunday in Minnesota. Coming up, defensive coordinator Todd Wash on Jaguars.com live before lunch. And then we'll have Josh Allen and as long as some other players joining us after practice. Jaguars all access tonight. And then we will see you coffee with the coach bright and early tomorrow morning. We will see you then.